0: Thank mm-hmm. you. I'm not a man.
1: This is Tristalk Minipod for Monday night, April the 12th, 2021. Thanks for joining me again for another episode of Tristalk Minipod. Tonight I want to share uh, an article I found on CNET by Marguerite Reardon, which uh, was posted uh, yesterday, April the 11th. And the article is primarily about Clarence Thomas and his position on several issues that are major topics in the news today. Let me switch over from this little uh, musical device here over to my background music. And um, all right. The article is titled Clarence Thomas and Section 230. Why would the justices' musings matter? Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas fired a warning shot Monday at social media giants Facebook and Twitter that could signal the possibility of stricter regulation and a potential radical shift in thinking around the First Amendment, and of course, the hotly debated topic of Section 230. Thomas and the other eight justices handed down a ruling in a case involving former President Trump blocking users from his Twitter account. The court vacated a lower court's ruling that said Trump's actions were unconstitutional. Since Trump is no longer president, the Supreme Court said the case was moot. Still, Thomas, Took the opportunity to write a short, concurring opinion, which he explained why the government should regulate social media companies like so-called common carriers, a designation often bestowed on utilities like telephone networks. This line of thinking would restrict social media companies from taking down content from their sites, ensuring that everyone could have equal access to the platforms. If the analogy between common carriers and the digital platforms is correct, then an answer may arise for dissatisfied platform users who would appreciate not being blocked. Laws that restrict the platform's right to exclude, Thomas said in his opinion. The short opinion could have big implications for the brewing scrutiny of a decades old law that shields companies such as Facebook and Twitter from lawsuits over content users post on their platforms. Lawmakers from both the Democrat and Republican sides of the aisle are calling for reforms to Section 230, a provision in the Communications Decency Act that gives legal protections to social media companies. Of course, calls for reforms have taken on new urgency as social media sites battle a flood of troubling content, including disinformation about the coronavirus vaccines, the outcome of the 2020 presidential elections, and the deadly attack on the U.S. Capitol in January, uh, this past January. But exactly how to institute reforms is something politicians on opposite sides of the political spectrum don't agree on democrats argue that section 230 prevents social media companies from doing more to moderate their platforms such as taking down or limiting hate speech and disinformation i'm sorry I, i'm gonna stop here for a second i find it hard to believe that they're saying that they actually are having a hard time limiting hate speech and and taking down dis, what they qu- what they quote say is disinformation Seemed like they were doing that rather well. They've been doing that for over a year, but of course that's just my impression. And also, I'm going to say here, in my opinion, here is one of the several problems that I have with this code. What is what is this information? The official definite, definition is false or inaccurate information, especially that which is deliberately intended to deceive. Who is responsible for determining what is inaccurate information? Wouldn't you expect there would be someone uh, who does research to check out all the aspects of the information for truth and accuracy? Uh, Of course, you know, we hear about this all the time. I think there's a website called Fact Checkers. Fact Checkers? uh, Supposedly, and they rate you know, a lot of stuff that gets said on social media and whether it's correct or not. I even think that they uh, weigh in on uh, any kind of speeches that are given, political speeches or or interviews or whatever. I see their opinion a lot, but I'm not quite so sure that they're uh, non-biased. Who is responsible for determining... What is inaccurate information? That is really the big question. But would you agree that liberals and conservatives might have a different approach to verifying the same information? How do we know that fact-checkers are not letting personal bias help them in determining what is true and or accurate? I think that's a very good question. The same could be said for hate speech. Other than blatant hate speech that includes the word hate, there is too much disagreement today between people with varying opinions as to what is hate speech. For some liberals, not liking a black politician or a public personality is based on hate. Remember Barack Obama? The only reason anyone didn't like Barack Obama, according to liberals, was because he was black and you hated black people and you couldn't, white people couldn't stand the thought of having a black president. You were racist. You hated black people. So even though these sound like reasonable words to use for this code, you probably need qualifiers for any word included in the code to keep either side from tweaking the language to fit their own agenda. In other words, I think you need more specific language that will not rely on the reader's interpretation of the code. All right, going back to the article. Republicans take the opposite view of the liberals. They want the law repealed because their perception that the Silicon Valley powerhouses are biased against the right and work to censor conservatives like Donald Trump while giving liberal politicians a pass, pretty much like most of the media does. Thomas, whose long-expressed originalist views about the First Amendment echoed conservatives' concerns over censorship. His comments from the highest court in the U.S., could amplify these complaints complaints and help them gain traction in congress there's a lot of appetite for legislative reform for 230 said quantum hans an assistant professor at vanderbilt university in nashville tennessee he specializes in first amendment law and section 230 the opinion itself calls into question some of the current provisions, which I think means that some legislators will use that to say, look, we have a Supreme Court justice who thinks we have some problems here. Why don't we go in and try to fix that? That's what Hans is saying. Lawmakers on both sides of the aisle have introduced a flurry of legislation over the past year, but so far, none of it has gained much traction. Some bills call for liability protections to go away entirely while others alter or refine the protections. These are bills that limit the scope of Section 230 by restricting types of activities protected under the law. Other bills strip away liability protections and would have companies earn those protections by showing they're politically neutral in how they moderate content. Yeah, good luck with that, guys. Mark Zuckerberg, uh, Facebook CEO has also proposed a fix to the law. He has suggested that companies be required to demonstrate that they have systems in place for identifying unlawful content and removing it. He also said companies shouldn't be held liable for content that evades their detection. Well, evidently, uh, much of what Donald Trump said uh, on Twitter... (laughs) didn't evade their detection and a lot of other, other conservatives as well the issue of social media bias has mostly been a conservative talking point that Republican senators such as Josh Hawley of Missouri and Ted Cruz of Texas have used to berate Zuckerberg see the word berate Zuckerberg and Twitter's Jack Dorsey at congressional hearings that word tells you right there where this author stands with this whole issue. But at least he wrote about it. Republican lawmakers have repeatedly questioned the executives on these claims in spite of scant evidence such bias exists. Another example of where this author stands. See, words do matter and how they're used do matter in people's perception of what you're writing about. Thomas's opinion, which no other justice on the court joined, there's probably a good reason for that, probably didn't need to, talked about the unprecedented control of so much speech in the hands of a a few private parties. And he predicted the court would be forced to address how the law handles large social media platforms. He called the threat to free speech A glaring concern. In the opinion, he addressed the lower court's ruling that Trump had violated the First Amendment by blocking people from his Twitter account. Now, the fact that the lower court even took the position that they did, knowing that Trump's account had been blocked numerous times and eventually removed which is why this this whole thing about Trump and, and and the suit against Trump was was moot because you know he was no longer president and wasn't an issue, and he doesn't have an account anymore. Instead of Trump violating free speech, Thomas argued that the social media platforms had threatened the First Amendment. He claims the sheer size of the platforms and the power they will wield to completely shut down Trump's account is evidence of their far-reaching power. He also took aim at Google, which he said can suppress content by de-indexing or downlisting a search result or by steering users away from certain content by manually altering autocomplete results. He said Amazon can impose cataclysmic consequences on authors by, among other things, blocking a listing which I I think Josh Hawley that I mentioned a minute ago a little further up of Missouri when he wrote that book, uh, Amazon uh, refused to offer it on their site. People could not buy Josh Hawley's book on Amazon. Thomas's warnings build on arguments he made in a ruling last October that urged the court to narrow its interpretation of Section 230. He suggested the law has been applied too broadly. It may be difficult for lawmakers to translate Thomas's opinion directly into legislation, Hans said, but he, ha- but he added that it is likely Thomas's argument could be used to boost proposals to call for a sort of fairness doctrine for extremely large technology companies. Hans questions Thomas's change of position from just a few years ago. Hans suggests that Thomas may be influenced more by politics than actual concern about the law. Maybe I'm just one of those cynical people who thinks that this is just all about politics, but I think if the facts on the ground about social media companies were different, I don't think he would have written this opinion. No joke. I, I'll I'll have to agree with Hans here. <laughs> if if the facts on the ground were different, well, yeah, maybe Justice Thomas's opinion would be different. But as they stand right now, there's no one could argue against the fact that there's bias against conservative opinions in this country, on not only in the majority of mainstream media. But also on social sites. But, you know, to his point, almost everything today is more about polit- politics than it is the law. But who made it that way? What side of the political spectrum constantly criticizes conservatives for just about anything they believe in or do, yet offer get-out-of-jail-free cards to liberals for doing the same or similar things? I'm not saying Republicans have not been guilty of doing some of the same things, but if you know anything about conservatives at all, you know that there's a huge philosophical difference in the two outlooks for this country. Liberals want to control every aspect of our lives while touting it as fairness and keeping the playing field level. Or even today, they're talking about uh, issues about uh, righting wrongs from, you know, a couple of hundred years. Conservatives want limited government intrusion into people's lives, period. For years, one of the biggest sources of resentment other than their differing views on taxation uh, was issues like abortion. I mean, if you think back about 20 years, maybe a little bit longer than that, that was one of the main things, that and, and, and taxation policies. Those were the two biggest differences that you would hear publicly anyway uh, between um, uh, the friction between liberals and conservatives. Because uh, Republicans or conservatives were viewed as being, uh, because of their religious views, you know, they were totally against abortion and they were trying to tell women how what to do with their own bodies. That's the way they saw that issue. But it really boils down to, you know, conservatives just believe in less government. Let people live their lives. Yes, there's been some some tweaking of that in, in some Republican circles. But by and large, that's really the main view, is we want people to be able to live their lives, have the freedom to go for their dreams, but work for their dreams. Get rewarded for their efforts, not just because they're existing. But now, there seems to be very little that the two sides can agree on at all, or at least as far as uh, taxation and social values are concerned. I mean, look at what Biden is trying to do, Uh, Biden and, and his friends in Congress are trying to do to this country. Spend as much money as they can in a short a period of time as they can do it. And as the left seems to want to race towards socialism, the chance that any reasonable common ground can be found is very slim. It's It's funny that You know, liberals will argue that these social media sites uh, should have the freedom to censor, and they're only taking down things that are untrue, that are lies, basically lies, or things that conservatives and Republicans, if you will, are trying to mislead people. And that's probably not going to change. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Mini Pod. And thanks for sharing your time with me. And uh, be sure and listen tonight. This is Tuesday. This will be Tuesday night, and uh, we'll have Trice Talk live. Myself, Dennis Lee, Eric Kirk will be joining us, and. Uh, We've got several hot topics to go into tonight, and so I hope y'all will join us. Hope everybody has a great Tuesday. Stay safe, everybody.